Welcome to the Love Positivism podcast. I'm Shireen Oberg and I'm a yoga teacher and author devoted to the path of healing and heart-based living. And I want to help you to step into what you truly are and to your highest potential. On this podcast, I share with you tools and insights to help you move ever forward on your spiritual and healing path. With guests from all over the world, from different wisdom traditions, I wish to create a web of loving energy that permeates the whole world to create more love and peace. You can connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube for more guidance and love. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode. I'm so happy that everyone is here and hope you had a beautiful start of the year and I'm really excited to be with Diana here today Diana Westley who you met before in previous episodes and we're going to talk about the upcoming astrological year of 2022 and we're very excited to be sharing as well a online ceremony and online meditation ritual next week on Monday the 17th for the full moon in Cancer and also tuning in to the shift of the north and south node into Taurus and Scorpio. So if you want to join live or get the recorded version you can click the link in the show notes or visit us on Instagram and check out the information there or visit mine or Diana's website and you can read more And we have early bird tickets until this Friday. So you can uh, get your uh, discounted ticket until the beginning of the weekend. So I want to really welcome you, Diana, back to the podcast. We've been getting so much wisdom and information from you in the past episodes. I'm really excited to have you here. So maybe you want to start by introducing yourself to those that might have not Uh, met you yet or heard our podcast before sure Um, and thank you so much for having me on share and it's always fun and um, we always have great conversations here so I'm excited for today's as well Um, so I'm Diana Wesley as Sharon mentioned I'm an astrologer and my primary focus is on kind of our personal and collective evolution over many lifetimes. So I do a lot of work with kind of ancient mythology and the evolution of that mythology and how we're working through those stories and those ancient myths um, in the present time. And um, also kind of tap into, you know, where our individual souls are coming from in past lifetimes, what we need to kind of heal and reconcile and release um, the gold in in kind of the the shadows of our past lifetimes, um, the gifts and talents that we bring into this lifetime and how we can leverage those and kind of maximize those as part of our evolutionary growth. Um, And so again, most of my work really centers around evolution but I also do quite a bit of work with kind of the evolution of feminine archetypes. So kind of looking at the different goddesses and and feminine mythological figures and how 
we experience those personally using astrology, but also, again, kind of that collective evolution of the feminine um, over many, many, many years and many millennia. Um, mm. So that's kind of my work and my purpose and my calling in a nutshell. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing that. And, you know, I love the the whole goddess um, aspects of the astrology and you've done a really amazing and insightful reading for me when it comes to the goddesses in my chart. I really recommend everyone to check that out. And I just sat here and thought you should make a course out of it because it's so much to learn and it get, goes so much deeper than what we know of like the astrology that we practice in general. So I love that. And now we're coming into this new year and I really see like this year as a growing year and as a um, hopefully grounding year, like moving into our body and into the earth a little bit more. And I'm really excited to hear uh, what you've seen when you've looked at the upcoming year and upcoming months, how things will shift and what we can expect and how we can work with the energy if we know about it it's easier to work with and go with the flow I think yeah um so I love the way that you describe kind of the energy that you're feeling for this coming year because that's very aligned with a big collective shift we're about to experience with that north node moving into Taurus so Taurus is a sign that is very embodied. Um, I tend to think of Taurus as kind of like the ultimate earth goddess who really has a strong connection with the earth, with its seasons, with its cycles, with its beauty, with its pleasure. Um, and so when we're working with Taurus energy, we're really kind of, you know, both grounding divine energy that comes from out there, but also kind of pulling from the, the divine beauty, the, the kind of goddess um, energy, the matter that we experience as embodied figures here on earth. And so it's, it's very much this um, kind of meeting place of like the heavens and, and earth, um, the archetype that can kind of bring heaven to earth. And so um, when we think about lots of like ancient cultures, um, especially ones that had practices around meditation, around presence, um, Taurus really embodies that archetype and, and calls us to find beauty and joy and peace and ease and truth in the present moment, in our experience of being these bodies, these um, manifestations of the divine, these manifestations of you know, the cosmic and celestial energies that were present at our birth, really coming back to, um, yeah, to just the truth of, of why we're here, why we've incarnated, why we're embodied at this present moment. And so um, with the South Node in Scorpio, there's this, this energy of, um, you know, kind of reconciling and healing and releasing this feeling of, of chaos, of um, things needing to be really complex of throwing ourselves into catastrophic events and catastrophic growth opportunities um, and learning that we can actually grow and, and continue to evolve through 
simplicity, through pleasure, through beauty, through joy, through being embodied, through the present moment. Um, and so sometimes, you know, our, our growth opportunity seems kind of counterintuitive to the way we've been doing things. And Taurus is that energy. It says, Growth actually happens when we slow down, when we come back to the present moment. It's not about doing more. It's not about compulsively throwing ourselves into things. It's about coming back to our intention through slowing down, through finding peace and ease and inner stability. Um, so it's a very grounding, very restorative, nourishing, regenerative energy when the North Node moves into Taurus. And there's definitely more to that that we'll be working with this year. Um, but but that's kind of the, the high level quality of the shift we'll be experiencing next week. Mm. Yeah, that's really beautiful. And, uh, and I love that the first full moon will be also in cancer which is the the energy that we will work with next week on our uh, online ceremony it's really about nurturing and and connecting to our emotions and intuition and not so much head-based um i think that that can lead us deeper uh, into our heart and a little bit stop the you know, in yoga, we always want to try to close the outer expressions and senses to go within. And we forget that. And especially, I think last year, it was all about what's external and what we can understand logically. And um, now we have to go deeper into ourselves to really, yeah, ground down again, like come into balance and to bal balance with the earth, which is also the mother and it's the, the feminine aspect. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I love the way you put that, Sharon. Um, both when you talk about really coming back into our hearts, since Taurus is a sign ruled by Venus, by that love goddess, um, and really wants us to remember and kind of reconnect with the power of love and the power of heart-centered living. Um, and so when we think about that south node again in Scorpio, Scorpio is also a version of power, um, but sometimes Scorpio can also fall into power struggles. Um, the ideal kind of manifestation of Scorpio energy is shared power. How can we all share the power, share the resources in a way that, that you know, empowers all of us more, um, but the shadow side of Scorpio, which we're usually working with, um, with the South Node and, and kind of, um, yeah, miring our ways through, um, is, is this feeling of, of disempowerment, of if this person has power, I inherently have less power. Um, and Taurus reminds us that we all have power and it roots from our hearts and it roots from our, the present moment 
and it roots from the ability to come back to center, to come back to the truth within us that's unchanging, um, the, the truth of our souls and our spirits. And so, um, so this full moon and, and the kind of the heart-centered quality of it also really is kind of opening our hearts to, um, to this new evolutionary cycle and phase that we're moving into. And, you know, the signs cancer, um, where the full moon will be in the sign Taurus, actually have a lot in common. They're very supportive signs to one another. Um, the moon is actually at home in the sign Cancer because both are archetypally very similar. Um, they're both all about um, flowing with daily life and allowing life to unfold as it needs to um, in divine timing in the present moment. Um, they're about flowing with our emotions and, and tapping into our intuition and our sensitivity and using our sensitivity and our intuition to kind of guide us forward. Um, the moon is exalted or kind of finds this, this really happy place in the sign Taurus because Taurus is all about emotional peace and ease and stability and safety. And, um, and it really helps us kind of marry, um, you know, the, the energy of the moon, which is the closest planetary body to Earth, the only one that revolves around Earth, thus this energy of protection that it provides. Um, and then, you know, it's it's about, Cancer is about tuning into the moon's cycles, but Taurus is about then tapping into the Earth's cycles. And so we have this, this very um, cyclical and seasonal nature that they both call us into as well, um, a seasonal and cyclical nature which we really get to embrace through presence um, and so there's a lot that they have in common and it's very fitting that we have that full moon kind of illuminating and lighting the way into this new um, evolutionary cycle with the north node in Taurus um, yeah so that's yeah. kind of some of the energy we'll be working with next week yeah I love that and we can not forget that we are also in, um, we're still this week in uh, the Venus retrograde phase, which is, as you said, ruling. ruling uh, yeah. So that will be affecting us, I guess, also for this upcoming full moon and shifts that's happening. How have you been experiencing this, uh, this retrograde in Capricorn? Oof. <laughs> um, it has definitely been challenging me. Um, it's been bringing up a lot of wounds around my worthiness and, um, you know, really trusting in that worthiness and trusting that, you know, the path that I'm on as an astrologer is one that is needed and, and necessary and of value and that it will continue to be of value. There's um, with Capricorn, which is um, so a few things with Capricorn, Pluto, which is the modern ruler of this upcoming south node in Scorpio, is also in Capricorn right now. And Venus is going to be in Capricorn um, when the, the north node moves into Taurus. We're really working with a lot of Capricorn energy right now, rethinking the way that we work with Capricorn. And Capricorn really wants to feel secure and really wants to feel stable. And so it tends toward the status quo, 
toward what society deems kind of appropriate and worthy and of value. Um, society's definitions of success, society's definitions of, um, of what kind of the, the proper life mission or life path looks like. And so if anyone's been feeling, um, you know, either like they're they're questioning their life path um, because they, they're adhering too much to the status quo and to what others would um, deem appropriate, um, or if you're um, currently pursuing a life path that's a little bit, you know, different, um, like for me being an astrologer um, or, or something where it's kind of uncharted territory in some ways, um, or, or generally just kind of outside the, the general um, yeah, just outside that that status quo, outside the the, the thinking out of the box kind of energy, um, then then you may be feeling some of this um, doubt that that Venus retrograde in in Capricorn can bring up, and I think that we're gonna feel that throughout the rest of the year. We're really gonna be rethinking and and working with you know what does worthiness really look like? What does true value look like? What does success actually look like um, from a place of of presence? from that place of inner truth, from this heart-centered place. Um, and I say that in part because we just had a new Venus star point, which I know is something that you're really interested in, Sharon, um, over the weekend. And that new Venus star point um, happened when Venus was retrograde in Capricorn. And so, um, so this is going to be an energy we're working with through October of this year, this added energy of kind of a, a continued emphasis on on rethinking, reevaluating, reassessing the feminine Venus, um, what it means to live from our hearts, Venus, reassessing what abundance looks like, reassessing our, our connection, our relationship to the material world and to earth in general, um, kind of reclaiming our, our power, our authority, our worthiness, our value, um, and, and really, yeah, kind of reworking and, and um, reevaluating that energy. So um, so with Pluto and Capricorn, with that Venus star point in um, in Capricorn as well, um, and with both of these planets in Capricorn, when the nodes change signs, there's just so much emphasis on, on how we're working with that Capricorn energy. Um, and actually in 2023, um, Pluto will finally move out of Capricorn where it's been for many years and into Aquarius. Um, and it'll retrograde back into Capricorn. So it'll kind of be dipping its toe, um, but, but there is this, this forward momentum, this, this energy of, of this year, really thinking about how we work with matter, our relationship to Mother Earth, um, and, and our experience of, again, being in these material, physical, tangible bodies and, and how we want to use this, this incarnation, use this um, manifestation of, of our souls and our, our spirits to make a difference. Um, so that's going to be a big energy that we're working with, really thinking about how we work with the earth element, how we work with the earth signs, um, and doing it in a way that, that honors and serves us individually and collectively, um, doing it better <laughs> than we have been doing it in the past. Um, 
So yeah, I think mm-hmm. that that answers your question plus some. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That's really beautifully put. And uh, yes, this it's already happened so many uh, like important um, astrological events just the first period of this year. So I'm sure that there will be a lot of other interesting things. Have you seen anything that's like for the upcoming year that's really big and and really changes things on a bigger level both collectively and individually probably you have but (laughs) what are the main things that you've seen that uh, we should know maybe we can go in chronological order to see like what can we expect maybe from each month um, or however you want to structure it yeah Yeah. um, So just a quick note, we have Venus retrograde right now. Um, This month, actually this week, Mercury is also going to station retrograde. Um, And both Venus retrograde made this pass over Pluto and Capricorn and Mercury retrograde will as well. So there is this big question of, of during January of what needs to die um, Pluto in order for something new to be born. And so for people who are feeling a bit like this New Year's is off to, um, you know, kind of an exciting but but uncertain start, (laughs) having Venus retrograde, having Mercury about to station retrograde um, is is kind of suggesting that the new year is it's not quite ready for for the big actions um, that that maybe we want to dive into. Um, We're still experiencing kind of a death of the old, a reflection into the past in preparation for something new. Um, That said, in um, February, Mercury stations direct, and we're going to have this conjunction between the North Node, um, which will now be in Taurus in February, and Sedna. And so Sedna is this Inuit goddess associated with um, kind of a new level of consciousness. Um, and Sedna is actually, you know, rounding out an Earth cycle as well right now. This is her final full year in Taurus. Next year, she'll start to make her shift into Gemini, um, another air sign, Pluto and um, Sedna will move into air signs next year. And so again, we're getting this final review of working with Earth. Um, what needs to change? What from the past do we need to stop clinging to? How can we kind of evolve our, our consciousness when it comes to working with Earth signs? And so when the North Node and Sedna come together, it's very much this on um, February 2nd, or sorry, February 3rd, the same day Mercury stations direct. Um, it's very much going to be this energy of, you know, releasing the past, releasing those old stories with Mercury stationing direct, um, releasing, you know, past wounds, past hurts, um, releasing the stuff as well, kind of clearing the things that clutter our lives, that, that keep us um, from that ease, simplicity, and peace in the present moment, um, releasing anything that's that's just keeping us in an old level or old way of being, an old level 
level of consciousness. Um, Sedna is kind of the farthest out dwarf planet that we know of in our solar system, which means she, she really kind of separates our solar system, what we currently know, with the greater unknown. And so um, she really asks us to let go of the past while, while not knowing what's to come. And so that's going to be a big energy that we're working with in February. Um, Another big event that we have coming up is going to be um, in March. And so um, in March, we have the third conjunction between um, Venus and Pluto. So we had the first two at the end of 2021. And then on March 3rd, we're going to have this final conjunction between Venus and Pluto, which will now be the ruling planets of the North Node and the South Node. Um, interestingly, Mars, the planet of war, the planet of anger, the planet of motivation and courage and energy and self-assertion will also be caught up in this Venus-Pluto conjunction all three come together on the same day. Mars is the traditional ruler, the original ruling planet of Scorpio, where the south node is. So we really have this, this wild dance happening on March 3rd between Venus, this heart-centered place, our worthiness, our abundance, our relationships, love in general, um, Mars, our, our you know, energy, our ability to take action, but also our anger, also this, this energy of war, and Pluto, this, this god of, of death, and, and the underworld, and the shadows, and also of the rebirth that follows destruction, all of them coming together, and so this is going to be a really big moment for, um, for, yeah, allowing something that's been holding us back from maybe stepping into our authority, Capricorn, from making, from stepping into our power, Pluto, um, something that's been holding us back from maybe taking inspired action, Mars, um, and, and kind of aligning our hearts, Venus, with um, the truth of our soul, um, aligning our hearts with the power that lies deep within us, um, aligning our actions with our hearts. That's going to be a big energy for March and it kicks off on the third. Um, also worth noting is that for the first couple of months of the year through May, we're going to have Jupiter, the planet of growth and expansion and luck, um, and a very spiritual planet as well. We're going to have Jupiter moving through Pisces, which is its one of its home signs. Um, Pisces was traditionally ruled by Jupiter. Um, and so with, with Jupiter and um, and Pisces, or sorry, Jupiter in Pisces, there's very much this energy of um, growing and expanding our compassion, our ability to love and to love unconditionally. Um, Jupiter really wants us to kind of transcend our, our inner circle and expand our, our love, our compassion, um, our, you know, our generosity to a broader audience. And since Pisces is this 
boundless sign. Um, our ability to love, our ability to kind of tap into the needs of the collective at the, of the world at large, um, and then to, to take action, to do something about it, to allow ourselves to, to move into, um, you know, this very heart-centered, very loving, but very grand scale action. That's going to be something we're really working with through May of this year. Um, Jupiter and Pisces is also a call to dream bigger um, and to trust that we can um, fulfill our, our biggest, most beautiful dreams. Um, and so at the start of this year, as we're working through some of these retrogrades as well, it's a really great opportunity to think about, you know, what are the, the dreams we really want to manifest this year? Um, and, and how can we kind of release some of the boundaries and limits, Capricorn, um, so that we can expand into these bigger dreams and, and achieve something different? Um, sometimes Capricorn energy has us, you know, kind of stuck in the past. Um, and, you know, it's that idea that the definition of, of insanity is doing the same thing over over again and expecting different results. Jupiter in Pisces says it's time to, to stop doing the same thing over and over, to dream into something new, to trust that things can be different, to have a vision of, of a new path and a new way forward, um, and then kind of trust in the divine timing, trust that we'll intuitively know what actions we need to take, when the timing is right to take those actions, and so on. Um, Forgiveness is also a big hallmark of working with Jupiter and Pisces. If our hearts, that, that Venus, that, um, you know, ruling planet of the North Node in Taurus, if our hearts are weighing heavy because we're holding on to past hurts, wounds, grudges, because we haven't been able to forgive others, but especially if we haven't been able to forgive ourselves, Jupiter and Pisces really helps us kind of break free from that unforgiveness. It allows us to forgive so that we can move forward. Um, and so that's, again, a big energy we'll be working with through May of this year. Um, in May, um, or actually it's in April, apologies. In April, we're gonna be having this big conjunction between Jupiter and Neptune. So Jupiter is the traditional ruler of Pisces. Neptune is the modern ruler of Pisces. They're both in Pisces right now. And so in April, there's gonna be this coming together of these two planets in their home sign, um, which again is gonna be a really great opportunity for any work around forgiveness, dreaming bigger, um, kind of maybe starting to initiate action or at the very least really set intentions around the dreams that we have um, around this expansive limitless energy that these two planets bring to us. Um, Jupiter and Pisces, Neptune and Pisces were called to be by the water. Maybe we're encouraged to travel and expand our horizons and our compassion through traveling, through connecting with people from different cultures. Um, 
it's a great time for doing inner work and inner travel as well um, to kind of do the, the work of healing, releasing unforgiveness and so on. Um, and then in May, Jupiter will move into Aries. And the beauty of this pairing of Jupiter and Pisces and Jupiter and Aries is that Jupiter and Pisces invites us to do the dreaming, to, to envision something new and better. And Jupiter and Aries is ready to take action and to courageously move forward from this place of spirit, from this place of inner knowing, from this place of truth. And so Jupiter will be in Aries for most of the rest of the year, dipping back into Pisces temporarily at the end of 2022. Um, but again, this kind of beautiful pairing of, of the ability to dream bigger, transcend previous limits, and kind of the courage and the chutzpah and the fire to go after it with Aries. Um, I'm going to pause there before I move into kind of the second part of the year. Um, do you have any questions, reflections on what I've shared so far, Sharon, or, or things to add since I've been talking a lot? <laughs> yeah, that was so much great information and uh, so many things happening. I think it's really interesting. Everything I've been taking notes and I see that it's, it feels like we have a lot of like you said from the beginning, like a lot of this earth energy, but I, I just love this whole uh, Jupiter and Neptune together and the Piscean energy. And what's interesting now, we're talking about the South and North Node in this axis, but mm -hmm. soon, not too far away from now, we will have the, I, I wonder what's going to happen when we have uh, the north node in pisces because we already mm -hmm. see so much spiritual and intuitive and healing work and uh, imagine how that's going to be for the collective maybe that's when the true healing comes so i really like them i also love that jupiter uh, in pisces is about like this unconditional forgiveness and it's so healing um, in so many ways and expansive. So I think that the, these upcoming months are really great. And I agree with you that it's been like this energy that's been holding us back a little bit. We're only uh, about a week into the year, but it's really, it's really felt that we're not starting like so energetically and with so much energy right now because we still have some things to um integrate and review before we can completely like come into something new so i'm really curious how that's going to be and as as we said so much has happened already so i'm really curious uh, about the rest of the months and how that's going to look and uh, especially we've been working a lot with eclipses so how that looks moving forward with the new nodes, I think is interesting. Yeah. Oh gosh, so much to say there. Um, so when you bring up that Pisces energy, Sharon, um, the cool thing is that Jupiter moving through Pisces is kind of um, encouraging our, our expansion with that Pisces energy. Um, greater compassion, opening our hearts, expanding our horizons. Um, but in 2023, what is kind of preparing us for is Saturn moving into Pisces. And so Saturn is where we really um, 
build new foundations. So Jupiter is saying we need to dream bigger. We need to see things in new and different ways. We need to broaden our perspective. We need to get that, that eagle's eye perspective on things um, in order to, to truly change the world. Um, and Jupiter believes that we can change the world in Pisces. And then Saturn comes along to kind of solidify all of that, to build new foundations, to, to start kind of the work of building a new world, a new way forward. Um, and, and, you know, it really will help us, um, you know, if, if certain parts of this year feel almost over expansive or like we're, we're taking a lot of action, but we don't fully know how it all comes together yet. And um, then when Saturn moves into Pisces, it's really gonna help us um, again, kind of solidify or, or make everything that we're doing this year kind of more tangible. And we do have a lot of, of earth energy this year supporting that process of manifestation. Um, but I think Saturn moving into Pisces is gonna be a big part of that as well. Um, with regards to the rest of the year, um, there's a, a big kind of conjunction that we'll be working with. So earlier you talked about kind of this feeling of lots of change coming um, and starting in, in June, but, but finalizing or kind of um, forming a, a true conjunction in July, um, we're gonna have this coming together, this conjunction of the North Node and Uranus. Uranus, which has been in Taurus for a while, um, but, but for the rest of the year, pretty much um, starting in, in June and kind of becoming exact in July, we're going to have Uranus and the North Node moving together. Um, and so Uranus is this planet of change, of disruption, of, um, of liberation, ultimately. And so the reason Uranus brings this kind of energy of, of change, of disruption, of expect the unexpected into our lives is because it wants to liberate us from expectation. It wants to liberate us from past wounds, past traumas, um, old stories, old beliefs, um, you know, any fake fake or, or false personas or facades that, that we um, have kind of held onto because we think they keep us safe or, um, or loved or valued, whatever that may be. Uranus says it's time to let your authentic self out. We're going to kind of force <laughs> the removal of, of all false personas if um, it's not something that, that we actively choose to do um, through kind of upsetting or, or sudden events. Um, Uranus can also manifest as, as just insights that come to us from out of the blue, visions. Um, and so when we're thinking about working with this, this Pisces energy, and then we have Uranus and the North Node coming together, this is a year where we have so much access to kind of higher wisdom, higher knowledge, these, these insights, this intuitive knowing um, that comes from out there, you know, somewhere out there in the cosmos that comes from the earth by connecting with the earth, spending time in nature, noticing its seasons, its cycles, um, and kind of, you know, Garnering, garnering messages and information from nature, um, but also from, from our inner knowing, um, something deep within us, this, this ancestral, this ancient wisdom that we all house in our souls. Um, information is coming to us from all of these places. And it's very much a, 
a year of um, allowing our intuitive selves, um, allowing, you know, maybe kind of things that feel a little bit illogical to, to come in and enter our lives and enter the picture because it's part of this rebirth, it's part of this change um, that we're working toward right now. Um, and so, so that's going to be a big energy with, again, Uranus and the North Node coming together and spending pretty much the rest of the year together. Um, Generally speaking, with eclipses for this year, there is going to be, um, you know, the themes will, will all be around Taurus. We actually had an eclipse in the fall um, with a, a full moon in Taurus, um, and so that was a lunar eclipse. And then this year, we're going to have a series of eclipses in, in Taurus and Scorpio as well. And so um, the the really interesting thing, actually taking a quick step back, is that when we look at the ruling planets of, of um, you know, some of the key planetary placements in this nodal equation, um, we have that, that south node ruler, Pluto and Capricorn. So Pluto and Capricorn ultimately reports to Saturn because Capricorn is, is ruled by Saturn. Saturn's in Aquarius this year, which ultimately reports to Uranus. Uranus is in Taurus this year. Taurus is ruled by Venus. So the south node ruler, that, that, um, that uh, Pluto in Capricorn energy ultimately reports back to Venus, which is the North Node ruler. And so when we're thinking about eclipses and these two signs, when we're thinking about working with this energy in general, um, there's this, this quality of you know, always coming back to the heart, always coming back to love, always choosing love as the answer, as we're navigating the shadows, as we're navigating maybe crisis or chaos or things falling apart, which can happen when we're working with that south node in Scorpio energy, when we're working with Pluto in Capricorn that's kind of um, calling for a death of some old structures, of some old ways of life, um, always coming back to our hearts always leaning on on what Venus is doing in our personal birth charts um, in the skies um, but but love is always the answer with Venus um, beauty is always the answer with Venus looking for the beauty in things um, coming back to our hearts and so um, so with the eclipses this year they'll be happening around Taurus season and Scorpio season so in that kind of April May time frame and then in October November um, and so these this will be two times during the year where we really feel these energies in a powerful way um, where we're really called to again be re-evaluating and reassessing and reworking the way that we work with the feminine, that we work with earth, that we work with our seasons and cycles, that we work with um, kind of the slowness of life, the slowness of, of being 
in a physical body. Um, maybe our souls and our spirits want to, to move a lot more quickly, um, but ultimately we have to kind of answer back to our bodies, treat them like sacred vessels, take care of them, or we burn out, we get sick, and we experience that, that south node in Scorpio crisis. And so really, really taking care of ourselves and our bodies during this eclipse, these eclipse seasons is going to be really key. Um, self-care, self-love, big themes with Taurus, nourishing our bodies with good food, um, really getting to know what food your body needs to be happy and healthy. So again, with Pluto in Capricorn, that south node ruler in Capricorn, it's, it's really easy to kind of um, fall into a pattern of what do the authorities have to say on, on what's good for my body um, versus what do I truly know is good for my unique individual body, working with that Taurus energy. Um, so maybe eating you know, a, a raw salad every Every day works for a lot of people and is healthy for them, but it's not healthy for everyone. Maybe for some people it creates indigestion um, or even thyroid issues. So kind of getting to know your body, coming back to your body is really key. Um, same with when we think about like exercise, Taurus. Um, asks us to kind of slow down our exercise um, to, to really tap into what it is that our bodies need, what kind of movement they're asking for. Um, whereas that, that Scorpio South Node energy can ask us to, to get really compulsive with our bodies, to get compulsive with our exercise routines. Taurus says, slow down, come back to the present moment, notice what it is you need. And so, especially around these eclipses, you know, really coming back to our bodies, our individual unique bodies, honoring their needs and kind of leaving some of the, um, you know, traditional wisdom or, or um, the, the prevailing wisdom, um, you know, leaving that for another time. <laughs> right now, it's, it's all about us and, and what we need on an individual level. Um, one other big thing we have happening toward the end of the year is um, starting on October 28th, Mars will be retrograde in Gemini. And since Mars is the traditional ruler of um, that south node in Scorpio, there's very much... Um, you know, this, this south node, this karmic energy that we'll be working with, with that Mars retrograde this year. Um, and so we start the year with Venus retrograde, with the north node ruler retrograde. Um, and so we're really re reassessing and reflecting upon the way we work with the feminine. Um, and then we end the year with Mars retrograde. And that's a reassessment of the way we work with the masculine energy. Um, it's very much um, an energy of releasing old stories that keep us at war um, and, and keep us from a place of, of being able to enter into kind of more love, more peace, more harmony, more togetherness. Um, there's also an energy of, of kind of releasing old, old stories, old beliefs, old blockages that keep us from stepping into our fire, that keep us from our passion. Um, you know, we need relationships, Venus, um, in order to continue 
growing and deepening our experience of love. Um, but Mars is also this energy of individuation. We also need to know who we are as individuals, kind of a complementary energy to Taurus, which is a very self-contained sign. It knows that it needs to start with itself, with loving itself, with caring for itself before it can bring that love and care to others. It needs its own body to be cared for before it can nourish and care for the bodies of others. And so with Mars retrograde, it asks us as well, you know, where do we need to have a little bit more self-focus, a little bit more self-regard, and where have we overdone it in, in that respect? Um, in Gemini, there's an energy of needing to kind of free our voices to take a stand for change. Um, it's an energy of reassessing our motivations and any thoughts that, that drive our actions. Um, and so Gemini is this, this very mercurial, um, mind-centered sign. And so with Mars retrograde in Gemini, it's very much an energy of releasing old stories. It's very much an energy of noticing how our thoughts drive our actions, how our thoughts create our reality. Um, and again, because Mars is linked to the south node, there's going to be an energy of, of kind of coming up against shadows and having to courageously confront those, noticing where our actions are linked to karmic patterns um, and, and where we're kind of caught in this karmic loop where we're taking action, but it's just leading us back to the same place. And so with Mars retrograde, sometimes we have to take a step back. We have to cease action for a moment to really realign our actions and our forward momentum um, with something new, something different versus getting caught again in karmic cycles, karmic loops as represented by that south node energy. Um, so I know that's kind of a lot of information and a lot to think about and um, maybe quite a bit to digest, <laughs> um, but those are some of the, the big energies that we'll be working with, um, with the eclipses, with kind of the, the remainder of this year as well. Mm. That was so, much great information and it gives a really good overview and I think that a lot of the listeners can come back to this in a few months or weeks to listen to it again and get some updates because it's so many big things happening and it's going to be interesting to see how everything plays out in our life and and also on a collective level in the earth on the earth and in the world so really interesting and that's why we're also i mean like you said the the moon is revolving around the earth it's very like tangible for us we see its cycles and both me and you love to work with the moon so it feels so good to have this time to really connect with the very first full moon it's really uh like giving us light to see things more clearly and to connect with I think all of us need to connect with uh, our yin energy our divine feminine and uh, in this uh, ceremony ritual we also connect with how we work with our inner cycles with the moon which is something that we can do like all year and for the rest of our lives um, so I think that that's that's something that I'm, I'm really passionate about and 
with this uh, full moon in Cancer, it's really relevant to work with the cosmic womb and our own inner energetic and physical womb, uh, which is uh, our creativity and our our ability to give birth to new things and new projects and um, to a new life. And yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to uh, sharing this with you on Monday, next Monday, so the 17th of January. It will be 8 p.m. Central European time, which is 7 p.m. Uh, UK time, and it's 2 p.m. in east coast of the US and that would be uh, 11 a.m your time on the west coast so <laughs> and then we have so many other time zones but I hope that everyone can can adjust to the, their time zone and we in many of our online ceremonies and rituals and meditations there's so many people that are, are not able to join due to the time but it's, we're always recording the session and even those that are joining live will receive the recording to redo the meditation, redo the, the practices that we will be sharing. So I think that everyone can in some way join in if you really want to uh, start this year with really tuning in and really working with your emotional body, your intuition uh, your own sense of nurturing and mothering yourself and and also the earth and all of these beautiful aspects um, and uh, yeah so the early bird uh, price is available until the 14th so on Friday so if you feel like you're called to join us uh, you can uh, you can just click the link in the in the show notes visit lovepositivism.com and northnodecoach.com, right, Diana? Yes. Your website, yeah. Do you have anything else to add, Diana? No, I, I just really hope that folks join us if they're feeling like they could use some nurturing, some support, some togetherness and community as we work with this full moon and enter into this new year. Um, you know, the, the moon in Cancer is a really wonderful energy for, for kind of coming together, especially for, for women coming together, um, but, but really for all people who need to tap into more self-acceptance, um, more presence, who are hoping to kind of, you know, nurture and nourish themselves this year and maybe tap into more flow as well um really kind of connecting with you know their own personal flow the universal flow and so on and mm. so um so if you're you're kind of feeling into these energies if you could use some support kind of um some tools exercises practice prayers um you know whatever that may look like um, then then we hope that you'll join us um, and thank you so much, Sharon, for having me on again today. It's always a pleasure. And um, I hope people enjoyed what we had to share. Yeah, thank you so much for, for sharing with us all of your knowledge and everything that's coming up. Like you've given all of us so many great tools to work with. So I'm really excited to uh, share this and share our online ceremony circle as you said it's a beautiful time to bond and to also have sharings with others and to 
heal together. So thank you so much again, Diana. <laughs>